Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 8 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Public meeting tonight on proposed closing of six Wichita schools. We have the story. Congress has tentative agreement to avoid government shutdown. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. A man has been charged in connection with a double murder in East Wichita. I'm Dan O'Neill. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Yesterday, we hit 44 for the high in Wichita. Today, we'll be about 8 degrees warmer. Our complete forecast is coming up. A final public meeting is scheduled ahead of Monday's school board meeting and expected vote concerning the potential closing of six Wichita public schools. The meeting will begin at 6 p.m. at the Administrative Center on South Edgemore. Anyone who would like to address the Board of Education at the meeting needs to register in advance with the clerk of the board by calling 973-4553. The district has proposed closing six schools at the end of the school year to cut a minimum of $16 million in Phase two budget reductions. The six schools are Clark Elementary, Cleveland Elementary, Park Elementary, Payne Elementary, Hadley Middle School, and Jardine Magnet Middle School. Congress may have a deal to avoid a government shutdown. Congressional leaders have come to an agreement on six appropriation spending bills to fund a group of government agencies. According to a joint statement, the plan is to vote on the bills by March 8th. With a partial government shutdown deadline Friday, a GOP source tells Fox News the House plans to vote Thursday on a short-term spending bill to fund the government for another week. Leaders say Congress will work on finishing and passing the final six spending bills before March 22nd, saying, quote, We are in agreement that Congress must work in a bipartisan manner to fund our government. On Capitol Hill, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. A man charged in connection with a double murder in East Wichita. 20-year-old John Griffin III was charged with multiple crimes, including capital murder, criminal possession of a weapon by a felon, aggravated child endangerment, and two counts of aggravated battery. Police say he fatally shot Christopher Harrell and Natasha Phillips this past Saturday morning. A child was also found at the scene but was not injured. Bond was set at $6 million. His next court date is scheduled for March 13th. Dan O'Neill... KNSS News. An email to parents and employees by May's USD 266 says the school district is putting in extra security measures following an unsubstantiated threat. The school district says today and Friday students will be screened by the Open Gate Weapons Detection System before entering May's High School and the May's Career Academy. 
Wichita Public Schools is allowing Mays to borrow the open gate system to help reduce the screening time for students. Wildfires blazing through parts of Texas, leaving homes destroyed and thousands without power. Fox's Casey Stiegel with the latest from Dallas. Well, our house is still standing. But that man's neighbors were not so lucky. The pictures are heartbreaking. Small communities with only a few thousand people are bearing the brunt of massive wildfires that have spread over several counties and 500 miles. Nighttime images shot from a plane look apocalyptic. The view from the ground is no less terrifying. The damage to buildings, ranches, and livestock is still being tallied. Now towns are just trying to get the basics. Main priority is to get power back on. Because with power, then we can get water. Then we have at least our basic functioning utilities. The largest of the fires, now more than a half million acres, is the state's second largest ever. And the White House says FEMA and the United States Forestry Service are contributing resources. Hunter Biden's deposition is over. The president's son will return to Capitol Hill to give a public hearing at some point. Fox's Hillary Vaughn reports from Capitol Hill. Hunter Biden himself admitted he put his dad, Joe Biden, on speakerphone with his business partners from time to time. And Republicans also had questions about texts that seemed to suggest that Hunter's dad, Joe Biden, was involved in his business, like this text where Hunter threatened a Chinese business partner and mentioned multiple times he was sitting with his father, Joe Biden. The message saying, quote, I'm sitting here with my father. We would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. I'm sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Hunter Biden lawyers say Republicans went low with questions about his client's substance abuse struggles. Republicans say they did not get a straight answer about what Hunter Biden was getting paid for. KNSS News Time now, 8.04, four minutes past 8 o'clock. Wichita State and men's basketball on the road last night. How'd it go? We'll highlights. Hear from Coach Mills coming up in sports. A summary of President Biden's annual physical has been released. That story and more just ahead on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. The KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted, 8.08 now, eight minutes past eight o'clock. President Joe Biden and Donald Trump are both heading to the U.S.-Mexico border in Texas. The two will be there today, and they have chosen optimal locations from which to make their respective points. It's a sign of how central immigration has become in the 2024 campaign. Summary of President Biden's annual physical has been released. Fox's Jackie Heinrich with details from the White House. According to his doctor, the president, quote, continues to be fit for duty and fully executes all of his responsibilities without any exemptions or accommodations. A positive readout for the 81-year-old who was portrayed as suffering mental decline by the special counsel who investigated his handling of classified documents. But Biden did not seize the chance to shut down voter concerns about his age by undergoing a cognitive exam. According to the White House, his doctors don't think he needs one. The Supreme Court will decide if former President Trump can be prosecuted for election interference charges from a special counsel, Jack Smith. Justices will hear arguments in late April in a landmark case over whether former President Trump has immunity from criminal prosecution for conduct alleged to involve official acts during his tenure in office. 
Lower courts have so far rejected immunity claims from former President Trump's legal team in a case brought by special counsel Jack Smith. The Supreme Court has previously ruled presidents are immune from civil liability for official acts, but has not extended protections for criminal prosecutions. A trial was scheduled to start next week, but has been put on hold during the appeals process. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. A new report warns that more young children are using earbuds and headphones, putting them at risk of developing hearing problems. Say what? A poll from the University of Michigan Health finds two-thirds of parents say their children ages 5 to 12 years old use earbuds or headphones regularly. Among those parents, one in six say their child uses those devices for at least two hours a day. Health experts say 5 to 8 years old is an early age to expose ears to bouts of loud noise. They recommend children should use the devices for no more than an hour daily at 60% maximum volume. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. KNSS News time now, 810, 10 minutes past 8 o'clock. And in traffic, I continue to watch for a big traffic slowdown. Uh, this is eastbound on Kellogg. It was a traffic accident between the Central Business District and Seneca, uh, basically or right between the two. So uh, just avoid that area. Right now, this backup goes all the way back to I-235. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Temperatures fell into the 20s overnight across south-central Kansas. This high-level cloud stream in today. It'll be breezy at times with a high 52. Clouds through tonight. Our overnight low falls to 33. Then sunny and warmer on Friday with a high near 60. I'm KNSS meteorologist and holiday. Now a few clouds south wind at 6 miles per hour. 22 degrees at Wichita Severe Weather Station. 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. 8.12 now, 12 minutes past 8 o'clock. Steve and Ted of the morning on KNSS. And uh, Mitch McConnell stepping down as Senate Republican leader and uh, in November. Let's find out more about this story. Fox News Radio's Jared Halpern with us this morning from Washington, D.C. Good morning, Jared. Good morning. And, yeah, that will end in a remarkable run by uh, Mitch McConnell, who has led Senate Republicans either as the majority leader or minority leader uh, since 2007, a historically long run uh, to lead a party in in the Senate. Um, At the same time, uh, you know, he is in his 80s. He has had some health uh, issues. He has had... Um, some uh, deaths in his family that he has uh, had to attend to. Um, And he has uh, really, over the last uh, couple of years, uh, had some pretty public uh, disagreements with former President Trump. And uh, this is another reflection, I think, of the influence that Trump has over uh, the Republican Party writ large. And you've seen that play out in just the last couple of weeks, whether it is with the uh, Ukraine aid funding bill or whether it was with that um, emerging Senate uh, agreement on on border enforcement and, and immigration rules. So, um, you know, I think for Mitch McConnell, there were a lot of factors that went into this decision. It is certainly going to open up uh, a pretty uh, large, we would imagine, uh, contest for his successor. Again, uh, the first person uh, to lead the Senate Republicans since 2007. I can't remember who it was before then. It was Bill Frist. Okay. <laughs> no wonder I can't remember Okay. Uh, listen, uh, so did this come as a big shock or anything? Because like you said, there were some warning signs that he yeah. wasn't doing well, right? Um, I, 
I think the timing was a shock, you know, to announce it so far in advance, right, saying that he's going to um, not essentially – basically what he said, he's not going to run for the job again um, in November. That's when Senate Republicans hold their leadership elections following uh, the, the actual elections, right? You, have a, you, you then know what the Senate makeup will be. Um, and so they hold those elections traditionally – um, a week or so after the, the presidential election or the midterm elections. Um, so giving this much of an on-ramp to Republicans, uh, I think, was a little bit of, of a surprise. But um, again, you know, just given kind of what we've talked about with his age, some of the health stuff, maybe not all that surprising, although he has also indicated that he is not going anywhere. His term in the Senate does not end until 2027. Uh, he is going to finish out his term. Um, he will be, I think, the longest serving senator in Kentucky's history, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So um, he will, at least for the last two years of that time in the Senate, I don't want to say be a rank and file member of the Senate, but he'll certainly be um, far less influential as the senior senator from uh, the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Well, I I've just personally, I, I love what I do for a living and I'm, I'm, you know, and I have a pretty good time most of the time, but I don't really want to be doing this when I'm in my 80s. I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I think, and I think also if you're, you know, and you hear this from a lot of the uh, senators that are starting to plan their retirements who have been there a long time that, you know, they don't always love the changes that they've seen in, in the political discourse or the way that the Senate operates. Um, you know, Mitch McConnell has been an institutionalist to be sure. He has warned about uh, making big changes to the Senate, even though he has agreed to some, whether it is like with the way that uh, Supreme Court justices are um, are uh, confirmed. He also resisted, you'll recall, uh, during the Trump administration calls to kind of get rid of the filibuster altogether, right? And he strongly uh, rejected that, said that that was not going to be for the, the betterment of the Senate, warned about kind of the repercussions of that. So you know, he is somebody that, that uh, you know, has, I think, a, a longing for maybe uh, the Senate that, that he entered. He did joke that, um, you know, he was glad that when he uh, got to the Senate, his only real goal was for people to um, know his name. There was a famous story that when he was running for election uh, during the Reagan administration, running for his first term, uh, then President Reagan uh, comes, does an event for him and introduced him as Mitch O'Donnell. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> times they have a change. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've all had that experience. All right, hey, Jared. Hey, well, thanks. Nobody knew who he was, right? Like, yeah, right. <laughs> who yeah. is this guy? You know, that you know and if they didn't spell it right on that index card that Reagan had, that was it. All right, thank you, sir. Appreciate your time this morning, Fox News Radio's Jared Halpern, Mitch Mitchell, uh, Mitch. Mc- <laughs> I just did it, Mitch McConnell, stepping down. From the re- leadership role, but he's going to finish out his term. He's in his 80s. He's got about four more years, so why not? Yeah, it's not, uh, it's not imminent. Obviously, the, the work is uh, not much, not too uh, strenuous, and uh, they get a lot of money and benefits, so why not? Right? Why not? You're on you know, I think TV every day. you got a huge right. staff helping you with everything you're doing. I think after you've been reelected. Rough job. They've been reelected three or four times. They should just forego elections and just let them stay there. What Might the as heck? well. Yeah. That's what it's That's what de facto doing. anyway. <laughs> anyway. 817 now. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. And it's time for uh, a look at sports again this morning with Ted Woodward. Ted, take it Yeah, away. we'll take a look at Shocker men's basketball last night on the road, visiting one of the top four teams in the conference, UAB. Shocks had not won a road game in three and a half months. Shocks an underdog going into this one. 
Hey, Shocks were on fire last night. A 19-point lead. Although the Blazers whittled it down all the way to one. Would the Shockers be strong enough to hold on in the final three and a half minutes? Mike Kennedy and Bob Hull with the call of the game on 103.7 KEYN. Vasquez on court, throws it right in the hands of Colby Rogers. The Shockers get it back on a turnover. What a horrible pass by Vasquez. Look up the floor, guys. Bell up court to DeGray. Ronnie, right into the basket. Ballard all by himself, slams it with both hands. Hey, nice. The Shockers close the game on a 9-2 run. And beat UAB on the road, 74-66, knocking off one of the top four teams in the conference. First conference road win for the Shockers all season, shooting 50% from the field. Nicely done. Yes. And the Shocks get them a nice win on the road last night. After the game, comments from Shocker head coach Paul Mills. But again, they rebound out, uh, out-rebound that team 38-31 to via plus seven. But more importantly, they're 21st in the country at getting to the free throw line. And even though they shot 22 um, I, I thought we actually did a halfway decent job because there were nothing, nothing was getting called in there late. <laughs> so you, you, you better just be able to rely on your physicality and your fundamentals. And, and again, this, this will be a good ride home. Colby Rogers tied his career high with 29 points in that win for the Shockers on the road last night. Nicely done. Let's go over to Shocker baseball yesterday. Wichita State on the road at Oral Roberts. The Shockers got a great effort out of the bullpen from a freshman left-hander, Tyler Dobbs. He came in and immediately just completely stifled the Golden Eagles. Five innings, zero runs, only one hit. That set the stage for the Shockers, although in a low-scoring game, it came right down to the very final pitch, bottom of the ninth. Shane Dennis with the call yesterday on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Two balls, two strikes, two outs, bases loaded, three to one shockers, last of the ninth, the pitch. Bouncing ball to third and leaping grab by the third baseman, throw across and out at first. Camden Johnson just had to wait for it to come down, couldn't win the race to the bag at third, instead gunned over to first, got his man, and Wichita State wins it. Final score, three to one. Sounds like a pretty good play nice there. Nice win for the Shocks. Yeah. Yep. Back-to-back wins for Wichita State. Now 4-3 and three on the season, getting ready for the home opener tomorrow. Let's take a look at Juco women's basketball last night. Hutchinson Community College women win on home court beat Coffeyville 65-53. The Hutchinson women 28-0 on the season. The Lady Blue Dragons are ranked number one in the nation. Another win. The KCAC tournament quarterfinals began last night. The Friends women at home beat Bethany 70 to 51 in the quarterfinals. Friends ladies, what a season. Now 23 and 6. They have won 15 of their last 16. They're into the KCAC tournament quarterfinals, uh, semifinals rather. The KU women win on the road last night. Beat Central Florida 65 53 in Orlando. The KU ladies are 17 and 11 on the season. And the Jayhawks have won seven of their last eight. And in high school basketball, we've got sub-state action going on all over the place. Tell you what, in Class 6A boys, we had a couple of big wins for the Wichita City League last night. Two teams both going on the road and pulling off big upsets to advance. Wichita East wins at Junction City, a team that was 18-2 coming into this game. But East beats Junction 75-65 in overtime. Also, we had Wichita South winning on the road against a team with a winning record. Beat Manhattan 70-56. to So, 
throw away the brackets, you end up with East and South. And it'll be an all-city league sub-state final there. The winner will go to state. And what is that, 5A or 6A? 6A. Really? Nice, wow. Nice job for the East and the South boys. Both yes, pull off sir. big road upsets last night in high school sub-state basketball action. At Sports with Steve and Ted. You know, for from a healthier weight to more energy, you need to switch your dog food to the farmer's dog. The effects can feel magical. Try it out. Make sure you get there. The Farmer's Dog. 8.22 now. Keep it here for the Hannity Morning Minute. Sean questions the FBI's performance. That's coming up. Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Wichita's nationally recognized Marconi Awarded Radio Show. This is Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward, 8.30 here on a Thursday morning and a chilly 22 degrees. Firefighters contained a grass fire in Butler County Tuesday afternoon in the area of Prairie Creek Road and Southwest 240th. Crews from Mulvane, Derby, and Cowley County helped battle that blaze. Earlier this week, a farmer in Ford County lost several livestock. Wildfires can take a huge toll on farm crops and livestock. An infamous Kansas City Chiefs so-called superfan has pleaded guilty to an off-the-field crime spree. It's Xavier Babadar is known to his fellow Chiefs fans as the Chiefsaholic, but the 29-year-old is known to police as a serial bank robber. Babadar pleaded guilty Wednesday in federal court in Kansas City, Missouri. The government has been blitzing. Defense attorney Matthew Merriman. But today, Xavier stepped into the pressure. He says the Chiefsaholic took responsibility for his actions and will pay more than half a million dollars in restitution, as well as give up property, including an autographed painting of Patrick Mahomes. His sentencing is set for July. Tom Graham, Fox News. A judge in Illinois has ordered former President Trump be left off the state's March 19th primary ballot. A Cook County judge says the state election boards to remove the former president from its upcoming primary ballot because of his role in the Capitol Hill riot. But the Chicago Sun-Times reports that judge put her order on hold until Friday, pending an appeal. The U.S. Supreme Court's already heard arguments from Colorado about a similar claim. The controversy centers on the 14th Amendment, which bars anyone from serving as an officer of the U.S. if they engaged in insurrection or rebellion. Lawyers for the former president have argued the amendment doesn't apply in this case. Jill Nato, Fox News. 
Marine Raider Derek Herrera was left paralyzed following a freight firefight in Afghanistan, but that did not dampen his passion to help improve lives. Seven years after his injury in 2012, Herrera established Paratroop LLC, a certified service disabled veteran-owned small business. He then licensed the Habit Camera, a digital skin inspection tool, through Minneapolis Adaptive Design and Engineering, part of the Minneapolis VA, which brought the device to market. The Raiders, a small elite unit, was formed in 2006 through the Marine Special Operations Command. The unit's name came from the Marine Raiders of World War II, which were some of the Corps' first special operations units. Herrera initially joined the Marines in 2007 as an infantry officer deployed twice. He decided to go through the selection and training process to become a Raider, and by 2012 he was a team commander, leading about 20 special operations in Afghanistan, tasked with village civilian operations. While conducting vital combat and recon operations in remote areas, he experienced numerous engagements, including one on June 14, 2012, in which he was shot and paralyzed, and others were also wounded. He soon began doing his own research into spinal cord injuries and learned how important wound care and skin inspections are following his injury and says that the habit camera is the simplest way to inspect your skin in hard-to-see areas. The camera allows you to send pictures or video by secure message to your medical provider. The camera is not just helpful to those with spinal cord injuries, but for diabetics and for early intervention for skin cancer. The retail price for a habit camera is $149 and has the potential of saving someone from spending up to nine months of recovery in a bed or nursing facility. To learn more about Herrera and his skin inspection device, you can click on the various links in our news story. This Salute to Service is brought to you by Jimmy's Family Diner, a Wichita tradition since 1987. We invite you to read more stories about veterans and active military. Just search the menu on our webpage at knssradio.com. Dan O'Neill. KNSS News. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. A disturbance over the southwestern part of the country is gradually moving our way. That will spread in some high clouds from time to time. It'll be breezy and not as cool with a high 52. Tonight, partly cloudy, Arlo 33. Then sunny on Friday with a high closer to 60. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now partly cloudy, south wind at 6 miles per hour. 22 degrees at Wichita's Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Stephen Ted of the Morning, KNSS, 8.51 here on a Thursday morning. Three big things. Three. Basketball, Wichita State 74, UAB 66. Two. Wildfires in Texas Panhandle leave homes destroyed and thousands without power. One. Public meeting tonight ahead of Monday's school board vote on closing six Wichita schools. Three big things, Steve and Ted on KNSS. Taking a look at the gasoline prices today in the Wichita area, that high end still $2.99 a gallon. I spotted some better prices out there, $2.79. I saw that. Maple and 135th West. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Mostly sunny and breezy today with a high of 52 degrees. Decreasing clouds tonight, the overnight low, 33. 
Friday, sunny. Tomorrow's high, 60 degrees. Now, a few clouds, 22 degrees and a south wind at 6 miles per hour. The latest readings on inflation indicate the Federal Reserve still has work to do to get inflation down to 2%. The PCE Personal Consumption Expenditures Index for January, closely watched by the Federal Reserve, offers a mixed picture on inflation. The January PCE rose at a three-tenths of a percent pace as expected. Core PCE, excluding food and energy, rose at a sharper four-tenths of a percent. The PCE for the year ending in January was up 2.4%. That's an improvement. And the number the Fed focuses on, the core PCE on an annual basis, slowed to 2.8% from 2.9% in December. Ginny Coselda, Fox News. Wall Street trading this morning. The Dow up 44 points and the S&P is up by almost 24. NASDAQ trading up 140 points. And local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. Recently under new ownership, Miracle Signs, a veteran in Wichita's sign industry, announcing the acquisition of George Lay Signs, another long-standing Wichita-based sign company that was established back in the 1950s. The acquisition comes a couple of years after Miracle Signs was bought by brothers Matt and Zach Roth and their cousin Chris. Since then, the trio has continued operations in electric signs, LED displays, and billboards from their office at 3611 North Broadway. The Federal Aviation Administration has told Boeing it must re-examine its quality control process. The agency announced in a news release, FAA Administrator Mike Whitaker told Boeing it must develop a comprehensive action plan to address its quality control issues. In order to meet FAA safety standards, Whitaker wants an action plan in 90 days. Whitaker met with uh, Dave Calhoun, Boeing president and CEO, and the Boeing senior safety team, on Tuesday. And that's business news, local business news from the Wichita Business Journal this morning with Stephen Ted on a Thursday. This week has just gone by so quickly, Ted. Tomorrow, Friday, we always have a good time on Friday. New month we, tomorrow. We have a good time every day, let's face it. But uh, we're going to have a good time tomorrow, I know. Uh, today is celebrating uh, that, that great American institution, Toast. This is National Toast Day. What do you like on your toast, Ted, if anything? Does this mean that we only do toast every four years? Every four years we oh, celebrate okay. toast. Huh? You like toast? My French nah, toast? It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. A little, doesn't excite me very much. Grape jelly? I put, no, nah, I do blackberry jelly. Blackberry jelly, a little butter. Yeah. There you go. Toast Day. I say millennials are on to something. Avocado is good on toast. Avocado. Mm. Avocado and toast. I don't know. Toast Day. All right. Let's celebrate. Okay, we're going to have another uh, fine day. It's going to be a little chilly, but uh, you can get out there and play a little golf with your gloves on. Coming up, the Glenn Beck program of Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey aims to drive Planned Parenthood out of the show-me state. Coming up, top of the hour news, public hearing tonight on proposed closing of six Wichita schools. And if you missed any of today's show or just want to listen again, go on the Odyssey app. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for Glenn Beck. The Dana Lash Show. News updates all day. Steve and Ted in the morning on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Looking for a high today of 52 degrees. Winter is more than half. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.